Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, good news, good news. We're back to fighting climate change. We're back to demanding climate justice. I would say that's a good sign. I would say that's good news. Um, college football, is it coming back? Is it not? It should. God knows Donald J. Trump is right on this one. Kids can go back to school. They can certainly go back to playing football, but uh, some people don't want to don't want to get back to normal. That would be good for Trump, and they just don't want to do it. Uh, a shooter, someone was uh, outside the White House shooting, and we'll talk about uh, Donald Trump's reaction to that. Did you know in one, one assault, 21 people were shot in D.C. on Sunday, two days ago? 21 people. I didn't know that. Lots of people didn't know that. It's not even news anymore when 21 people get shot, including a teenager who was shot dead. We'll give you the details of that crime, which kind of went under the radar for some reason. And we'll tell you why it looks like Susan Rice, Miss Benghazi herself, Susan Rice is the favorite right now to be Joe Biden's running mate, which means the most important vice presidential candidate ever. That's what that's what she will be. I will talk about all that with uh, Tom Shattuck. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we're presented, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balances, and no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right. I got a good sign here for you guys. Literally a good sign that the worst of the pandemic, at least in in the Northeast, at least in Massachusetts, is maybe behind us because, you know, they're still obviously rioting and looting in in other places, in Portland, in Chicago, in Seattle. But in Boston, overnight, um, somebody climbed up on the Sitco sign, the famous Sitco sign, and hung a banner in protest. Now, when I tell you that, you're thinking it says Black Lives Matter, correct? Or Justice Now, or I Can't Breathe. Uh, yeah, something, like a, a topical message right now. Something yeah. in keeping with the current climate. Uh, but I, I laughed out loud when I saw the sign because it doesn't. It goes back to the previous uh, crisis that was going to kill us all it says climate justice now now i mean it's it's silly i guess you do that when it's hot out but you, you remember you used to when it was hot out it was global warming you never mentioned it until uh you had a heat wave but somebody and i think i think they got arrested too they got caught which is amazing i didn't think anyone got arrested anymore at least not for long now it's in portland now they're arresting the same people over and over and over again. They don't pay, post have to post bail. They don't have to detain them at all. They just take their picture and take their fingerprints and let them go back to looting and rioting and trying to blind cops. But in Boston, obviously, things are much better off because we're back to climate justice. <laughs> I don't know. So according to the rules of right now, is that vandalism or not? I, it's a good question. I mean, it certainly doesn't do much damage. They just take the stupid sign down. They didn't paint the Sitco sign. They just hung a banner. Yeah, but it is obscuring uh, the branding of uh, Hugo Chavez's legacy. And so that should be something, according to Ayanna Presley and AOC, that should be a bad thing. Right. I, I, I mean, do you know what that means? I know I'm not the brightest guy, but what is climate justice? I know what climate change is supposed to be. But what is climate justice? Um, Any guesses? Uh, well, I assume that that means that uh, you're doing something bad by using an internal combustion engine. I oh, right, right. Uh, th- you know what? This is another problem for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, and, and we've seen it uh, lately. I, I, I mean, I know he proved that he is completely lucid and healthy and strong because he rode a bike. He rode a bike. I heard that on CNN. He rode a bike. I think it was 100 feet. They had him on video riding a bike. 100 feet, and nobody thought he could do it. That's our new test. 
for the White House. Can you ride them? Used to be, you know, can you walk and chew gum? Can you ride a bike with a mask on? That is your uh, test to see if you qualify for the White House. And and God knows that was a big, big step in the Biden campaign. But what happens when we get past the current crisis, the uh, the Black Lives Matter crisis or the whatever, the urban uh, rioting violence crisis, the defund the police crisis? What if we go back to climate change, go back to the climate justice and somebody, I don't know who it will be, I guess it would have to be someone from Fox or the New York Post says, Joe, do you still want to get rid of cars by 2015? You still want to get rid of airplanes? Because that's his that's his stance on this. He is a radical Green New Dealer. We just don't no one gets to ask him or no one asks him asks him about it anymore. No one puts him on the spot. But that could be an issue, couldn't it be in the next three months? Yeah, well, I mean, you ask him about that, there's a good chance he'll call you a crackhead, depending That's on true. the context of the thing. By the way, bravo to the climate justice people for you know, putting that sign up right when you know Fenway is just packed with fans <laughs> to see it for the four hours. Yeah, I know the, the Boston Globe Union, uh, the Boston Globe uh, reporters generated more buzz than a sign on the sicko sign. Yeah, well, it was that. Well, they were there. They were there to pick it. So the the Globies, the Globe reporters decided, while we're here, why don't we climb the sign and put up a, uh, you know, our protest sign, uh, climb the climb the sitco sign. Uh, we should get to that because we talked about it a little bit. The Turtle Boy, I don't know, was not all up on all the news like he usually was. Didn't even know there was a protest, a picket picket line at Fenway when uh, all the Globies, these these dinosaurs who think that, you know, the Globe is this necessary uh, uh, institution in New England are saying, you know, now more than ever, we need the Boston Globe. Uh, no, we don't, but we'll get to that because it was Iran versus Iraq. It was the Pazudis versus their, uh, the proletariat. <laughs> and uh, I don't know who to root for. Maybe I'll, maybe you can convince me one way or the other um, that, that, uh, that there's a good guy in that fight. I, I don't see it, but you're right. You know what they probably planned if this was a long-term plan was to unfurl that banner at a game. You know, they did that last year. They, they feel very comfortable. The, the Fenway, Fenway Park, God knows the owner and the people who run the team are radical left-wingers and they're simpatico. So maybe they were planning on whipping out that banner at a game and they, you know, there's no real games. I mean, I guess they're games. Yeah, maybe they already put the deposit down on the banner uh, unfurling and so they just had this was the date, the date. By the way, you make a good point because speaking of the globe, remember it was either last year or the year before somebody at Fenway unfurled a Trump banner. Oh, that's right. That's right. Home plate, but none of the headlines read that the banner was unfurled. They just read that it was quickly removed. Trump yes. banner quickly removed. It was never presented or unfurled or hung there. It was just simply quickly removed. Right. Right. Yeah. I hope. Well, I guess there are no. There's not going to be any fans this year. Is is the season still going on? I haven't checked. Is baseball still going? It's certainly I, still going on. I certainly I haven't watched a game, but it's happening. I'll tell you that much. I, I you know I, at this point I don't think I even know anybody who's watching. You know, let alone. <laughs> I mean, the idea of sitting and watching the game with no fans and I actually give know, these. No, I, I'm just on their website right now. I give these guys credit because they don't look like they got much going on on their website. Extinction Rebellion is an international mobilization for nonviolent oh. disobedience against government's criminal action on climate change and the wider emergency but they have nothing on their website so i'm surprised they got something like that done to be honest with you i got to give black lives credit black lives matter credit and antifa because you know at least we didn't have to hear anything about climate change for the last three months four <laughs> months right we didn't although we did at one point I, remember, I don't know if you guys remember this it was a couple months maybe a month into the uh, lockdown when it was a a story about how the lockdown was good for the environment because there's not as much smog in the air. It's not as much traffic on the road. So locking, destroying the U.S. economy and putting 40 million people out of work was uh, a good thing. And I, I remember somebody tweeting about that. It could have been like AOC or Ed Markey. Um, what's the difference? I mean, I guess Ed Markey dreams of being AOC. That's like his hero. AOC, a 30-year-old halfwit is our... Our senators, uh, yeah, our senators, idle. But I don't know. After that sign was hung, I guess people are going to suddenly take action. We're going to get climate justice. Do you think? Well, that's not the religion of the moment, like you just uh, talked yeah. about. And 
and how do you where's the performance art that's accompanied by that with that like where and if you're in wellesley and you're an upper class white person what do you do that's boring you, with the black lives matter thing that they're all checked into like you did uh, with your Livestrong bracelet 10 years ago with the black lives matter thing you know you can take a knee and do the black power thing and you're you're on facebook and instagram and you feel good for the rest of the year but I don't know how you're supposed to enact. What's the interpretive dance for the new resurgent climate movement? And also, it's the resurgent climate movement is, is tough to individually put on Donald Trump because it's been a collaborative effort around the globe, with, uh, India and China yeah. being the big uh, offenders. And also, we're at odds now, too, because of the pandemic. You know, plastic bags have been allowed again and straws have been allowed right. again. So this is it's interesting. You you talk about the Globies and the, the Iran Jerry, that might be another cultural civil war here where the baggers are going against the non-baggers. And both of them are very virtuous people One yes. want to save the planet. And the other people are are turning uh, are turning the uh, revolution um, to the forefront for the for all mankind. Because they're both excellent, excellent people. So yes, they are we'll, better than better I mean, than you or me, right? Oh Jesus, yes. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I guess. Well, here's the thing. So, do you have a bad guy in the climate thing? So, in the in the George Floyd thing, we know that all police are bad. So, Boston Globe reporters go out and look for symbols of police and go after sports players who who happen happen to have, wear a hat that says uh, Boston Police, etc. And they're all empowered to do that in these newsrooms. For climate, what is the who do you exactly go after? Because you can't go after Sitco. Sitco is a good Venezuelan communist organization. <laughs> you go after car makers, auto, uh, you know, air Boeing. You go after the people who, uh, you know, make this country go. It's a but Jerry, you saw Michigan Avenue in Chicago. You saw the Black Lives Matter rioters destroying a Tesla shop. That's true. That was confusing time for the, the woke <laughs> mob, a confusing time. And by the way, if you break into and loot a Tesla dealer, do you get an actual Tesla? Because if you go into a Foot Locker, you get shoes or sneakers, correct? You go into Best Buy, you get headphones. What do you get if you break into a Tesla dealer? I don't. I I applaud that group uh, for going for the premium package of uh, <laughs> the looting. And uh, and you know what? The next door was probably like a Ford or Chevy place, but they yeah. said no, no, no. We are woke. We only want electric. <laughs> we are. We want climate justice. So we're going to steal an electric car. They probably have expensive merch, right? Like their T-shirts are probably yeah, like forty-five bucks and stuff like that. You know? They probably have like display where there's hats and like really nice keychains and, and really nice like golf shirts and and sweaters. So they probably got that. So and were those like are those at-home uh, electric charging stations? Are those, are you able to carry anything of those products? Because those are probably pretty expensive too. I don't know. It's kind of a cult. I have a friend with a Tesla. Uh, he's a doctor, a surgeon, and he got all in where he painted his garage with the big <laughs> Tesla symbol and he's got the charging station and he's got the hats and the t-shirts and he lives for his Tesla that, and you know, saving people's lives with uh, surgery, emergency, uh, cutting edge surgery. But uh, Tesla's those people, they're all in when they get a Tesla, they're all in. But now you're going to see some, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter rioters walking around with really nice Tesla swag, which will probably probably help the cops. Although, I don't know, did they get rid of the cops in Chicago yet? They got That's next step, right? Because, you know, who needs cops? That the guy Chicago quit yesterday right where he was. It's, it's incredible. It's funny. It's like William Gross and the Commissioner Brown in Chicago telling people, Jesus, you know, this time when we arrest people, Keep them in jail. We're arresting the same people again and again and again, and they're throwing bricks at us and they're hurting our people. Keep them in jail. Now the the woman Lightfoot in Chicago, the, the mayor, um, she is um, she seemingly has had enough too. And she she is scary. She she looks like a space alien to me, but she is coming around. She's fighting with the DA, the DA who's a Soros plant, just like we have in in Boston and Philly. And you're right, it's a revolving door. They are part of the. Uh, the conspiracy. This is a one big conspiracy uh, to destroy the inner cities and create chaos at least till November 3rd. But you're right. Yesterday, she kind of turned a corner. Um, but I, it, the, overnight, I'm not sure if this is uh, 
uh, even on, I just, I just read it on Twitter was, uh, the Seattle police chief has announced she's quitting because they cut, uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, a couple hundred, I don't, I don't know the number they cut the budget and they cut her pay and she's going through this summer of hell. And here's what you got to keep in mind is she's making 285,000. And I swear to God, it's not enough for that job being the police chief in Seattle. And she's quitting Carmen best. And you think about it, it's, you know, sort of in protest. It looks like a protest, but she's going to have a pension of probably, you know, 200,000. It'll be insane, big pension. She'll go to work for some private security firm. She'll be fine. It's not like you just walk off the job and don't have a fallback position. But what, I mean, if that's happened in Boston, you know, Willie Gross, the very well-respected police commissioner says, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of these idiots, these Ayanna Presleys who don't care about cops, who don't care about business owners, small business owners. If he bails, I mean, that will really be alarming. If people like him start bailing. I think it'll happen, Jerry. I think it, we just, a couple of weeks ago, we had three Saugus cops stabbed. You know, there's a there's a cop, I think it's in, in Virginia, who the, the BLM went after him at his home to try to kill him. You know, this, we've already in Massachusetts, the crime rate, I think, is yeah, but that was peaceful. That was a peaceful attempted murder. Very peaceful. The peaceful. sawed off shotgun that they used. Do you did you does that ring a bell with you over the weekend that 21 people in one, I guess, drive by or one attack were all shot? I think. I don't even know the number who died, but 21 people. And he said, it's not even news. It's not even a big deal. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was astounded. It is amazing. And Tucker said dead bodies, quote, I wrote this down. Dead bodies don't count unless they are politically useful. And I guess the 21 people. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the wire story right now. I'm looking it up. A teenager was killed and 20 others, including an off duty police officer, were shot in a large gathering in southwest Washington, D.C. early Sunday morning. Now, that should be a pretty big deal. Yeah. It was over 50 people, and that's currently prohibited in D.C. That's, that's the third paragraph of the story, the fact that the gathering was against the rules. Not What China's and, and doing in, Hong, in Hong Kong and maybe the threats saying, to Taiwan uh, as well. Well, look, for the, years, <laughs> Hong Kong was... This is... Um, this is incredible. The uh, this uh, is this the police chief said it was an isolated incident. <laughs> Isol- yes, police chief, police chief Peter Newsom said it was an isolated incident. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you saw this in a movie, you'd say that's a little overdone. Shooters get out and shoot at a crowd of 50 people, hitting 21 of them, and then what? Jumping back in the car and driving away. That should have been a pretty big story. It was not. Tucker is right. That was that went under the radar. Now, if that were, you know, one cop uh, and one and one you know, black victim, it'd be the biggest story in the world. But it's right. multiple because- shooters and twenty-one victims. Right, and that's why you know, seven years ago, or whatever, when what should have been called rape you pie Wall Street was happening, and all the sexual assaults were happening all around the country, the immediate spent no time on it and that was a rape festival occupy wall street around the country and uh it was crime ridden nobody heard anything about it but also like back to chicago again jerry remember we had this funeral uh, a month and a half ago where right. some machine guns just wasted people in the middle of chicago then we had a rap a rapper was in a gunfight with other people and the police a couple of weeks ago the best video i saw was the woman girl i don't know female she was all masked up with a hood, you know, because she didn't want to spread the virus. She was, you know, uh, it's hard to see her face. She videotapes herself trying to find the tool to cut the security tags off all this stuff they were stealing. And she's going through the draws looking for the thing. And I'm like, first of all, I mean, you're not supposed to do that when you're right and you loot. You just grab stuff and run. Secondly, you videotape it and post it somewhere Facebook. I don't know where, but you post it somewhere for all the world to see. That's how brazen they are. And I just keep thinking of the cops. I know you're not supposed to do that because cops are people. They're awful racist people. Can you imagine being a cop in any of these places, DC, Chicago, Seattle, and you pick up the, whatever the paper you log on, you're reading the news and it's all about taking funding away, cutting your pay Taking away your limited immunity, your qualified immunity, it the, the war on cops continues amid the the looting and rioting and, and, and unrest. It just must be so bizarre. 
to to have to you know put on the uniform. And here's what's going to happen any day. I'm predicting a cop's going to get shot, maybe killed, and the story behind the story is going to be he was hesitant, you know, to pull the gun out to pull the trigger. He was thinking of whatever, thinking of George Floyd and thinking of the you know the current state of the country, and a cop is going to get killed because of this current push to blame them for everything. Yeah, we already know that cops are, are hesitant to, to pull guns. And, uh, you know, somebody had a brick and he was, you know, his hands were off and he didn't want to engage the guy with a gun immediately. And so he died. But also in Chicago, Jerry, they pulled the bridges up. Like know, That's pretty wild. So the river is a moat now so, so they can keep the invasion. <laughs> the bridges are up now. The Chicago Police Commissioner talked about caravans. There are now convoys of these looters. Uh come across a, a, a post on social media that uh, a caravan of cars being prompted to go to our downtown uh, to loot. Uh, within 15 minutes, we respond and almost immediately the caravan is in our downtown area. The caravan's already arrived. Caravan of cars. And they got video. Everybody's got video. You see them just coming out of whatever, Foot Locker or uh, you know, coming out of the mall with clothes and shoes and U-Hauls, Jerry. Literally, they brought U-Hauls. The mayor talked about it. I can't believe it. We had people here coming with U-Hauls. It's such an organized robbery convention that there's a run on U-Hauls to carry the stuff away. <laughs> uh, and we talked about this before we started recording about Donald Trump and how this, in a weird way. It helps in a weird way. I mean, all he does is tweet law and order and talk about, you know, uh, Joe Biden's America. But if you if you reach the end of your rope and you're it's sick of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and even climate justice people, if you're tired of the you know civil unrest, are you going to vote for Biden? I mean, are you going to vote for the guy as as a number of people have pointed out when you watch video of Antifa throwing bricks at cops. Those are Biden voters. Those aren't Trump. Those are definitely not Trumpkins. I mean, maybe those motorcyclists in, in South Dakota, maybe they're Trump guys, probably. And you see all these boat parades, these Trump boat parades. But the Antifa thugs, the BLM activists, you know, they're not Trump guys. So doesn't it work? I don't know if it's direct. It, maybe it's subtle. But isn't it, a in a way, a campaign ad when you see video of looting and rioting and and uh, fires and you know God, people trying to blind cops with lasers isn't that help trump of course it does of course it does and the best tell of all and, and i suggest people do this is go to cnn on the weekends the cnn weekend crew is not on top of it they have not gotten the memo they're the stringers you know kind of like in radio jerry you know they're not right. the best producers they're the half-assed ones so the cnn weekend crew in cnn politics yesterday or sorry sunday said has a headline shy trump voters are likely a myth but polls aren't perfect a new monmouth university poll from iowa finds donald trump at 48 percent to joe biden at 45 percent and it goes on to talk about how in other places trump is is narrowing the gap and of course it's happening of course it's happening because because trump now first of all biden is nobody he's not he's a, a guy with a name and a social security number but there is he is not a person. There's no uh, there's no soul under there. We don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you miss the big news over the weekend, Shattuck? Did you miss it? He rode a bike. Well, Did I you hear Corvette. Seaman told me that proves that he is uh, lucid and healthy and strong. He rode a bike. He had no helmet. He had, a, he had a mask, which is stupid, and no helmet. And I saw it. I saw the video. He went almost 100 feet on a bike and didn't crash. That was a... Cause for celebration at CNN and MSNBC. Look, Joe Biden rode a bike. Isn't it funny how much of a rerun of 2016 this is? Like after Hillary face planted in September 11th in 2016, remember she very naturally walked out of her daughter's house, which is where you go when you pass out on the on the pavement. You go to your daughter's house, and she very naturally walked out of her daughter's townhouse, and this little girl ran to Hillary on the empty sidewalk, which just happened to be empty, and they embraced, and the Hillary showed she was full of vim and vigor. Was nothing you, can't, you can't do that with Biden, though, because he'll just sniff her hair. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a good look. Riveting. Riveting. It's one of those deals where you're on Twitter and, and you see what happened and you go on, go to the TV or put on the video and watch it when an active shooter is outside the White House 
and they whisper to the, the, the Secret Service, whispers to Trump and says, we got to get going here, Mr. President. Trump's a little confused. He leaves, goes down the, the uh, hallway and waits it out. We find out later they shot the guy. We find out from him, essentially, that right. they shot the guy. The guy it was, was a I don't know. outside of the White House and seems to be very well under control. I'd like to thank the Secret Service for doing their uh, always quick and very effective work. You know he loves that Secret Service. And he should. He, he was, and, but this was – and it was an accident. He didn't overdo it. It was an accident that he looked – under control and strong because they, the reporter asked, uh, you know, are you rattled? Mm-hmm. And Trump says, I don't know. Do I look rattled? And he didn't. This is the wall. The, uh, the, as you know, the fencing, especially the new fencing that they put up is uh, very powerful. Uh, but it was on the outside of the White House. Okay. And they'll have a full report. Secret Service in a little while will have a full report. Are you rattled by this at all, Mr. President? I don't know. Do I seem rattled? It's uh, unfortunate that this is a uh, world but the world's always been a dangerous place man i I am surprised that he has not had more of this you know we see the kind of lunatics that are out there that hate him i mean hate him more than they ever hated bushes or you know whatever even even reagan i mean they hate him and you know these people and i see this the mugshots every day out of portland these antifa people who have gathered there from around the country most of them aren't really stable. You know, there's a lot of people with like face tattoos and a lot of people you can't even tell what gender they are. They're just, these are people on the margins and you're going, they don't really care about, you know, their, uh, their 401ks, you know, they don't care about, uh, you know, the, the, the interest rates on their mortgage. These Sp- are speaking with, of that, the, the only person don't care about, about life. The only person rattled in that moment looked like Mnuchin. Like he was trying so hard to get out the door and they couldn't give less of a shit about whether or not he, he followed them. I, I have a feeling it's not the last time there's going to be some crazy person with a gun in the vicinity of Donald J. Trump. I mean, it's it's makes sense. I mean, it's a lot of lunatics out there that don't have anything else to live for. And uh, they think Trump, they don't think Trump is, is, is wrong. They think he's evil. Right. Well, you forget, remember the... Um, carbon copy of Kent State that uh, Trump pulled in front of the White House a month ago when he moved the protesters off so they could put the fence back. Oh, yeah. God. Gas people and tear gas people and the police beat them dead like it was Tiananmen Square. That's right. Open fire. I remember that. Right. So that is uh, unfortunately for, for the, a lot of these uh, revolutionaries, I think, compromised their uh, ability to do physical harm to the president for now. But it, but it was it was a good look that he went and came back. All right, today's show brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, I'm here with you again. People love that I was picking on you last ad, so we're doing this again. Let's do it. All right, so a lot of people have requested the guide. We're in the 700s, which is unbelievable. If you haven't got it, get your hands on it. But so many of you had, so now I think it's step two, right? What should people do now that they've read it? What do they do next? Dave, they've got to act. You know, we just had the best July in over 10 years. The market is priced to perfection. Uh, if you heard about the elections coming up? I've heard about this. Congress oh, oh you're, is, trying, you're trying to go back and forth right yes, now. Yes, okay, Congress I'm is screwing up where it comes to the stimulus package right now. We tell you within this booklet where the market's going and how we're going to get there. So it's important. You've got it. Act on it. Act on it. That's what you got to do. So go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get your hands on it if you haven't. If you have act on it, whether that's call Dave, whether that's do more research for yourself, whatever you're going to do, take the advice that's in the guide. Does that make sense? Take control of your retirement before the market does it for you, Dave. Ooh, that sounded good. Have you said that before? We're going to use that, I think. Yeah, I think you should keep that one. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Uh, you were saying before we started recording that he has turned the corner. There, you know, the polls are tightening. The new dividing line is: Do we want football or do we not want football? And all, I, I see it on Twitter. All the liberals say no, can't have f- football because everyone's going to die. And all the conservatives say it's you know, let we need football. Football is important. And and Clay Travis makes the argument, <clears throat> you know, as as well as anyone. He says we right now we have baseball basketball, hockey, golf. We have all kinds of sports being played. 
why not college football? Why why must that be sacrificed? These are these people who play college football. They're younger than the guys playing baseball and basketball and, and golf. They're younger. They're healthy. And as Nick Saban said, and he got vilified for this, Nick Saban said they're better off with us in a controlled environment around, you know, trainers and doctors and people who are uh, taking all the necessary precautions. Better off here. And I agree. I, I said that in the in the spring. They shouldn't have closed colleges and sent everyone home. They should have said you can't leave. You know, they should have quarantined them all on campus because they're not vulnerable. The only way it's a problem is if they take the virus home to grandma. Don't we all understand that at this point? Doesn't that all make sense? Why is it okay for young men and well, especially young black men to go out and, you know, protest arm in arm with no precautions and not to go out and try to prove themselves and market themselves to possibly be, you know, financially flush, if not filthy rich for the rest of their lives. Right. You know, why is one more important than the other? I mean, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, this is they'll say, you know, they'll say football is not necessary and, you know, looting and rioting is, but uh, it, it's a good point. Joe Burrow, the top pick in the, uh, in the draft, uh, the Bengals QB, who's now got a, d- a contract for, I don't know what, guaranteed $30 million before he's taken a snap. Yep. He said, if not for his senior year in LSU, that he never would have been drafted or he would have been a fourth or fifth rounder. Uh, it changed everything. He had to play last year. Now you're going to tell you know, Trevor Lawrence, or not Trevor Lawrence because he'll be a top pick no matter what, but the, 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 you know, the sleeper guy who's going to emerge – become a top pick, make a fortune, you're telling him, no, uh, what, you know, it's not necessary. You, you can't because, because why? In fact, I would just say, so what if some players get the virus, they sit out for a week or two and they come back just like they would for the flu. If the coaches are old or fat, then they can take their own precautions. They don't have to coach. They don't have to show up. It's optional to them. Uh, hell, it's optional for everybody. It's a free country. But why can you play all these other sports and not play football? I don't understand. And why can some leagues play and others can't? I think they should all play. I have a son who plays Division Three, and he's heartbroken. They're not playing. It's And, and it's going to be chaos because I, I firmly believe that, like, the SEC will play and the Big Ten will not, which will be wild. Ohio State's already offering to play, I believe, uh, or, or their surrogates are making a case that they could play in the SEC or they could play a limited schedule against SEC teams. Same with Nebraska. There's some schools who, who say, screw it, we want to play. Just find me an opponent. You know, find me someone. What do you think they're looking at? Do you think it's the fact that, like, what seems to be working the best is that bubble scenario, right? And in yeah. college first. Well, yeah, because, I mean, even look at baseball. Baseball right now is, is proposing whether or not they should do the playoffs in a bubble. Right, because yeah. did you see the did you see the numbers on the hockey thing? It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I, I'll get the exact number. What's the number of tests they've done? Eighteen thousand, oh, um, no positive tests or something like 18, that. Eighteen thousand tests, positive zero, zero, and that's a controlled environment. Young, healthy guys. So there's certainly no argument against playing hockey. Hockey is kind of violent and physical, also, right? So give me the argument against playing college football. I see it all day on Twitter, always from some hysterical liberal. Who's saying, uh, uh, saying that you know you're risking the lives of these young men? Uh, you are not. You are not. The the survival rate for people of that age is ninety nine point nine seven. It is you know literally like one in a million. Right. That they're that they're going to die from the virus if their if their autoimmune system is compromised or if they're obese, they don't have to play. Right. But why punish everybody? If there's a couple of guys, you know, or a guy or two on each team that's that's vulnerable, they don't have to play. They can stay home. The rest of them should show up and play. And I think it's the same as always. I say it every day. It's all about Donald J. Trump. If football goes off without a hitch or, you know, has no problem, just like school, if everyone shows up and goes to school, if everyone shows up and kicks off and plays football, it gives the appearance that everything's back to normal and the worst is behind us. Right. And that is not what you want if you want Joe Biden for president. You're right. And now they're all in more than ever. And the, 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 the tragic thing about it, 
Jerry, is that this year there would be so much more attention given to the you know small number of games that would be happening that really, I mean, these would just turn lives around. But you're right, and especially with the polls tightening now, there is a half of the country, or certainly half, certainly the media and the and Democrats need things to continue going south, and that's why Nancy Pelosi has been moving the goalpost. When every time Mnuchin says, "I'll give you whatever you want," I'll give you whatever want you want, she then slams the door on him again and again to the point where now Democrats are saying, "Hey, you know, we need some relief money for all this stuff," and she's just saying, "No, no, 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 no. We we let it tank for a couple more months." Which is why Trump is absolutely right, and he's totally he's hit his stride here with the executive order stuff, and it, being the only one who seems to give a damn. And if you're the, the parents of a of a college football player, you're seeing one guy now. There's one guy through all the hail of all the criticism, through all the the op ed after op ed calling him a murderer and inept monster, and now he's a Putin guy again. Putin is back in. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, in in. And I think that this is that the shy Trump vote is going to be is going to be huge this year. I, I think, and and uh, he's been saying kids should be back in school all along. And I think we saw what happens when you have internal polling because the Democrats decided that wasn't the hill to die on. That everybody wants kids back in school. So just like that, like flipping a switch, you had. Cuomo, you had Quit Killer Cuomo, and you had uh, uh, you even had Chuck Schumer saying it's time for kids to be back in school, and you're going, "What? That's good for Trump if they go back to school and you know nobody dies. Um, God knows if if there's one you know janitor in you know one school system in the in the U.S. who dies, uh, that you know, talk about you know the uh, politically useful uh, victims or politically useful dead." That will be one that will be very political. Hell, they'll, they'll, you know, you'll all know his name. If there's one janitor in, you know, in, uh, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, who dies of the virus because they opened schools, you'll hear all about it. But I think they realized, and I think the turning point was when they had the five pediatricians on MSNBC and they asked them, oh, would you send your kid? And they were all liberals. Would you send your kids to school? And to a man that was a man, they said, absolutely, without hesitation. Uh, doctors know it. So the Dem- Democrats gave up on that. Kids can go back to school. So why can you go back to su- So all these college kids are going to go back to school at whatever, at uh, University of Michigan. They're all going to go back. And the few guys who play football, when the classes are over, are going to go, what, sit in their room and smoke weed? I mean, they can't play football? Why? Why? <laughs> it's just stupid. It's just um, – a, you know, political, you know, political, politically useful issue. They think we can't take a chance with the lives of our young people. Well, you're not. And Trump knows it. You know, the, the Republicans know it's a good issue that that people. And as uh, we talked about yesterday in the Big Ten, you're talking about Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio and Pennsylvania. You're talking about really important places. Now, they're not going to play, but. Uh, at least as of now, I think this this is a fluid situation. But mm-hmm. r- right now, we believe the Big Ten is not going to play. That's a mistake, and Trump will continue to point that out. Say they should be playing because that's what people in those states think they should be playing. Unless they're, you know, not paying attention, they know there's no great risk. So let's go. Let's kick it off. Right, and you know, somehow Republicans who are feckless half the time who, are, who have been horrible this year, the last four years actually. Somehow Republicans now, some of them have gotten their their stuff together, like Rand Paul now with proposing legislation that redirects, you know, taxes, uh, property taxes to uh, parents, essentially giving the money that would be spent and allotted for um, funding for public schools back to parents instead. That is brilliant. And already, I think in my time, I've got a regional high school here already. I think there's like 300 or sorry, 100 parents or so who already are opting to homeschool. And that number is huge. And if you then take that those property taxes, give them back to the parents, which is something that would I, I would think that legally would have to be done. Um, no, no. Are you kidding me? You, are you kidding me? They, they, their revenues are down. They're not giving up a nickel. You, you think <laughs> in blue states they're going to give a refund on your property taxes? I don't think they'd want to willingly, but I think that, um, that, that I would think that they would have to legally. I don't think there's a chance they would win. But but you're right, and it's in these pediatricians. The, the healthcare community now is saying 
even your friend, Dr. Fauci, Jerry, uh, is saying that school is important to children, that the especially, you know, uh, elementary school grade kids. If you have a nine year old, it is crucial that these kids go back and interact and have, uh, you know, the the a daily schedule in some kind of stability and school does that. And in the, they're just props. They don't, teachers unions do not care about kids. That's quite clear. They're just props. They don't care that kids are, you know, in abusive households. They don't care if the kids are doing drugs or falling into depression. They care about November 3rd. They care about their guy, Joe Biden. And if kids, if kids get hurt in the effort, teachers unions don't give a damn. We've gone over that. Well, I mean, at this point, at this point, some of them are being honest in Los Angeles. They're demanding they defund the police before they go back to school, before they go back to work. In a way, I don't blame them. They're getting paid. They're, vacation, they're still on vacations. They've been on vacation since March, essentially. The teachers union is like, screw it. We want our guy in there. We're going to use all the leverage we got. But uh, um, you know what? I want to go over the VP choices because I know you're 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 into this. You're uh, paying real close attention, and I'm going to tell you the latest the latest thing that someone did in Massachusetts that brought down the full force of the state government on them. Um, they broke the rules. Somebody in Mass broke Charlie Baker's rules, and they're in big trouble. I'll give you that story too. After I tell you about Shea Concrete, you know all about Shea Concrete, but I'm going to tell you again. Shea's a fourth-generation owned and operated family business that's working hard day in, day out to be your trusted precast concrete partner. They're a local company, but they're all over New England. They have four state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities. And if you're a contractor, you probably know about this, but let me tell you again. Some of the products Shea can deliver to your job site ready for installation, <clears throat> water and wastewater products, underground stormwater systems, stairs and bulkheads, electrical and communications products. The list goes on and on. The guys at Shea can do it all. If you're an engineer, they can do even more for you. They can help you design your next project. Give them a call for more information or for an estimate or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can apply for a job. They're always hiring. It's a great company. Take a look at SheaConcrete.com. They're looking for CDL drivers. They're looking for people at all their plants. Maybe there's a job that's just right for you. So you know what you could do? Send your resume to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. All right. Um, we're expected any minute now, any minute now to get the um, the pick. The suspense is killing me. The, the, here's what we know. Here's what we know, unfortunately, for our girl Liz Warren. Actually, I, sh- I take that back. She's a person of color, so she's still in the running. Um, she's, as we all know, a proud Native American. Um a, a, there's a list, a letter with, I think, 100 or maybe more, 100, 150 prominent African-American men who signed a letter, said they will only support Joe Biden if he chooses a woman of color. So he's in a box. He can't go off off the board here and take someone, you know, take, he can't, if he thinks there's someone more qualified, a better fit, and they're not an African-American woman, too bad. This is clear that the only way he gets support that he needs is by picking, you know, one of the, and we've seen the short list. Um, we've seen the short list. It obviously includes, includes Susan Rice, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Karen Bass. God, would that be fun if he picked her? Somebody who's doing opposition research has absolutely destroyed Karen Bass and just uh, ruined her. So she ain't the pick. Um, there's been a couple of people who have said they got info, inside info. The guy on Fox, Lawrence Jones, says his sources tell him it is Susan Rice, and she's the Obama pick, um, and she is probably the one <laughs> destroying the competition, destroying Karen Bass and muddying up Kamala Harris. But anyway... Any minute now, he's going to make the pick. Is it the predictable pick of Kamala Harris or, or Susan Rice, or does he pick somebody else, Tom, uh, Tom Shattuck? No, I think he goes for uh, Susan Rice, and I think, among other things, she's got the goods on both him and Obama. That's true. Good and point. That's an important thing. If you have the goods on somebody like that, she's she's a point person, a key person on Obamagate, sending that email to herself saying, by the way, self, we did everything by the book. Yes, this meeting we had to um, eavesdrop and bug and investigate 
the incoming administration was totally, totally fair play, and we didn't do anything wrong. But um, and also, obviously, she's the Benghazi messenger, and they owe her for sending her out there. She's the, Susan. Yeah, that's that's bad, bad, bad. That's bad because uh, the video is very simple to understand. In, in you know, if she is named today by you know. By this evening, you'll have a uh, commercial by the Trump campaign that will include all five of her Sunday morning appearances where she lied her ass off. She knew she was lying. That's a bad look. The Benghazi thing is going to leave a mark. I mean, she's still, you're probably right, she's still a pick, but uh, I think she's got some baggage, some real baggage. Clearly, they could add her to the list, but I don't know if you saw the, the speakers for the DNC was just announced, and she's not on the list. Is that strange if she were going to be the V? I mean, clearly, they can add her. But is that strange? Uh, Liz, Warren, Liz Warren's on the list, huh? She Liz is. Warren's gonna be, and, yes. uh, and, and uh, John Kasich, that's important. I'm sure he's <laughs> going to win a lot of people over. But uh, I thought, see, Kamala Harris, obviously she's got baggage. She attacked him in the, in the uh, uh, debates, and that'll be used against her. But she's a fighter. She's feisty. That's what he needs. Obviously, he is docile and feeble. That's why I thought Warren because she's a fighter and she fights dirty and she's vicious and that's what he could use. Kamala Harris has a little bit of that too. Right, but she got TKO'd by Tulsi Gabbard and I think they see a glass jaw like that and they say, we can't have this person because she, she's going to be the point person and the attack dog and she's going to be the person who's sentient on the ticket, then she's got to be able to defend herself and Kamala is all all offense, has no defense whatsoever. She gets manhandled in any room she's in she gets beat up, whether or not it's with Charlemagne the God or if it's in a debate. Kamala has no has no defense. She's she's also why, got. Why do you say that? She she tore up Biden in the debates at least once when they no, talked about busting. Everybody stabbed a person in the debates. There's no doubt about that. And Liz Warren actually never herself was in the receiving end of any successful. Uh, but Kamala was. She was tanked by Tulsi Gabbard. And that's a core uh, criminal justice issue. The fact that Kamala Harris joked about smoking weed as a kid and listening to Bob Marley, but meanwhile imprisoned you know, scores of young black men for doing the same thing professionally, that's going to be a problem. Plus, uh, she's not like she's not like, you know, one of these people that, you know, earned earned her uh, way to the top. She slept her way to the top. We know Willie Brown was uh, uh Willie Brown helped her, shall we say, helped her get to where she is. Willie Brown is now saying if he offers it to her, she should turn it down because mm-hmm. he thinks she'd be better suited to be attorney general, which is scary. But well, that uh, should be the, think of the cabinet. I mean, the, this morning I heard the rumor is Warren's not VP. She's going to be Treasury Secretary Elizabeth Warren. Hell, Bernie, AOC, they all got to have a seat at the table. I don't think. Uh, either um, I certainly don't think AOC wants to be in the cabinet because she wants to stay in the Congress forever, and she will. But can you imagine that he's going to be surrounded by Elon Omar, AOC, Bernie Sanders. That that is another thing that the Trump campaign is just going to hammer home that that, that the guy is going to be surrounded by just the most radical America hating, anti Semitic. Uh, uh, nuts it's going well, to be that's the thing jerry is that the all the three people you just mentioned they're activists they haven't done anything in the in the private sector none of them have held a job done a payroll or anything they're simply activists bernie sanders is not employable on a resume if he was to you know ask for a job at shea concrete they would look and say what have, you done to, <laughs> what have you ever done for any period of time that tells us that you you're somebody who can show up on time and execute this job there's nothing well, he's, he, he was in a commune in the 70s, and he kicked, got kicked out because he was too lazy. Right, and he wrote an interesting essay on rape. Um, right, 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 how women all fantasize about being raped. That's true. That That's uh, it's a good point. But he's, you know, he's important. He'll be speaking at the convention, and uh, Biden can't alienate him, which is amazing. He needs all those Bernie bros to show up, all those morons who suddenly think, uh, you know, socialism is uh, has never really been tried. Did you see AOC's tweet over the weekend, I responded to it, and somebody pointed out, are you sure that is in a parody account? And I immediately got back on, you know, sometimes you fall for those parody accounts. With AOC, you can never tell because she's so dumb and she's so silly sometimes. Her tweet was, billionaires need working people. Working people don't need billionaires. That's her whole tweet. <laughs> My response was like everyone else. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the 840,000 employees of Amazon 
I think they need Jeff Bezos. Just me, but you know, I think they need Jeff Bezos. Employees are in her district, Jerry. Thanks to her. So you know, I looked that up too. There's different estimates, but the the estimates it's somewhere between twenty five thousand and forty thousand people who were going to work at that Amazon uh, plant that was going to be in her district. Mm -hmm. She stopped it. The average salary. Did you read this? At this plant, at this facility, was going to be one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The average salary for this place, this Amazon uh, facility, was going to be one hundred fifty grand. And not only did she stop it, she bragged about it. She was proud of it that she stopped them. And her, I don't know if you've ever seen like a video tour of her district. Mm-hmm. It it looks like you know something. Uh, you know, out of friggin' uh, Fallujah, it looks like something that's been that been looted and bombed. It's and parts of it are just, you know, trash and homeless. And that's it, it, and it's the same in Boston. You know, where, where the most depressed, marginalized, poorest community, the community leaders and politicians are patting themselves on the back in the for keeping Walmart out. Like, congratulations, you kept Walmart out. Now there's nothing in, and the, right. she was doing that. She still takes a victory lap about Amazon. It's amazing. Oh. I know they brag about keeping Walmart out. So all the people, the working class people, the poor people don't have a cheap place to shop. You know, they, they either have to travel somewhere or pay higher prices. And they're proud of that. It's like keeping Chick-fil-A out. Right. <laughs> the, the mayor, the previous mayor in Boston was so proud of himself. He kept Chick-fil-A out, a great fast food place that people like, even poor people, working class people like it. But the CEO was a Christian. So we, can't allow them to take a take, you know, put down roots in the city. It's just so bizarre sometimes. But so I would like to go off the board. I don't know who, who's going to be. I mean, God knows they're going to ask. Aren't they going to ask Michelle Obama? Has she already been asked? She doesn't want it. She doesn't want to live that life. So you think she's been asked? I mean, right. I mean, think of it. They live the life of luxury. They got, they got a $15 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard on the water where they could sit and plan how to fight climate change. You know, that, <laughs> you know someone is a complete, you know, someone's a complete phony and Bill Gates did the same thing. He fights climate change and buys a house. He bought a, I think like a $40 million house in California on the water. So, you know, they're full of shit when they do that, but um, yeah, but I think this is the, the moment that they announce. And if he announces Susan Rice, I think Trump pulls within of uh, two points of Biden nationally and in the swing states i think the trump will leapfrog uh over biden because susan rice is although she's she's the most intellectual of the pack she is uh poisoned she's vile in what she did with the benghazi stuff and, and it's on video and it's simple to understand and everyone knows she was lying and when you see someone lying that easily you say what else is she lying about you're right she's smart unlike you know aoc and some of the others, she's smart and um, she's she's uh, savvy. In that, by the way, did you see her her son? What her son is? He's the chairman of like students for Trump at Stanford. <laughs> he's an impressive kid, actually. I like him. Um, and, but but like they're normal people. Who the Benghazi thing is? You know, I, I graduated with Kate Quigley, who's the sister of Glenn Doherty, and um, and she became a Trump supporter. And they were not. They're Winchester. They're not. You don't. You're not a Republican in Winchester generally. But it was just simply the disrespect that they were shown from that administration. When really took the mom's hand in her hand and looked at her and said, "We're going to get the person that made the video. We promise." And the family was so heartbroken by what just happened to their brother that they said, "Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much." And that was the last they heard. They went away. Is the whole thing? I mean, they the administration, the Obama administration, let those guys die up there. And if you hear the the actual story of what Glenn Doherty did, he didn't have to be up there. You know, he could have left even before all this stuff, and he stuck it out with the guys on the roof. And they treated that family like trash, and all of those families, and that permeates that per- in union households in Philadelphia, in in Ohio, in Middle America, that dishonor that permeates, and that and Susan Rice owns that stuff. Not only that, hey, I agree, and you're right. What what Hillary did was worse because she sat with the families, held their hands and said, we're going to get that video maker, whatever. She knew it was a lie. She lied, looked them in the eye and lied that. But but this isn't Hillary. This is Susan Rice who went on TV, went on all five Sunday morning show, told the same lie over and over again. If you haven't seen it yet, folks, get ready, because if she's the choice, 
you are going to see it in your sleep. It's going to be constant online, on TV, on if, if, you know, Facebook will allow it and Twitter will allow it. Those campaign ads will be nonstop about Susan Rice and um, especially to, to distract from the big news that Biden can ride a bike. You know, you need to you need to you know come up with something because that was quite the the boost for the campaign that Biden could ride a bike. Did we get anything else from Donald J. Trump with Clay Travis? Uh, uh, no, I gotta morning? listen. I gotta listen through to it and see more. But no, uh, just your just your basic. The only thing I, I did want to also hear is the uh, his stance on the NFL coming back because I am seeing some tweets saying uh, he doesn't like the kneeling and if they're gonna kneel, he doesn't want to see it back, which seems strange to me that he would say that. Well, you know what? He's, most of them. I've said this before. Everyone's going to kneel once, you know, like even Bray's Breedy, they're going to kneel, kneel once. Breeze has said he's going to do it, but not during the anthem. Goodell is going to take a knee with some other guy. I don't know who he'll be with, but do it once and then I'll be it. It won't be like the NBA. Trump's already said he's done with the NBA because Le- LeBron said, you know, who needs you? Good riddance. I don't know if you guys have seen the ratings, but the other night, Friday night, I believe, Tucker Carlson had more viewers than all the all the uh, NBA games combined. You know? <laughs> and, and there's some good ones. I mean, the Lakers, uh, but uh, Carlson and, and Hannity getting four million a night. The Lakers, I mean, the NBA is like less than a million. Um, their ratings stink. It Baseball just ratings it just feels stink. so strange. It feels so strange Absolutely. to watch. It feels like you're watching the NBA D League game. Like just it's it's just very weird to look at. To be honest, with I, you. I agree. And so is baseball, and so yeah. is hockey. Very weird. Football will be different. Football will feel normal, which is why it's going to be such a controversial thing. It'll be another campaign issue where all the liberals will say, "Oh no, people are going to die." You know, you're going to kill Andy Reid. Um, whereas, you know, Republicans and Trump supporters are all going to say, let's play, let's play, let's play. And they're right. We have to play all this, Jerry. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen through the media like CNN. It's going to happen through shows like your show, like Clay Travis, Rogan, et cetera. And, and people are going to, there will be a different kind of reckoning and people will say, wait, wait a second. The WNBA, (laughs) uh, all protested their owner in in war t-shirts for what I mean, what the hell is going on here? At some point, people are going to have to contend with the fact that the the NBA is is a wholly owned uh, Chinese product at this point, and uh, and that they're all making money from the Uyghurs, enslaved, and all this other stuff. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna matter. I'm surprised to hear that Drew Brees actually actually managed to pull himself off the ground. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was kind of embarrassing, uh, but most people are sick of you know the sick of the uh, LeBron, Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, sick of them hating on their own country. Stan Van Gundy, that punk, uh, rip you know talking about how we have no right to criticize China because of slavery and because of you know the slaughter of the Native Americans, things that happened 400 years ago. We because of that we can't criticize China. We are literally putting Muslims on on. On, in cattle cars and taking them to concentration camps where they work as slave labor for Nike. No, can't criticize that because, you know, Columbus slaughtered it's Indians. Right. Um, they got rid, his, it got rid of his statue. So that's, uh, that's, so that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. For Asians, et cetera. So now Joe Biden, the rule is he has to pick a, an African-American woman to be vice president. That's the rule. He's got to. That's the rule. If he doesn't, then there's hundreds of hundreds of important black men who will not support him. If you're the most qualified, single, and successful, success story Latin woman, you're SOL? There's no Latin women allowed to be? That's con- a good question. I mean, who would that be? Is there one that... Uh... I don't know. Maybe Ana Navarro wants to be uh, VP. What about what about Tulsi? She's a uh, whatever she is. What's Tulsi? Hindu. Everything. She's a uh, Polynesian and Polynesian. But you're you're right. But so so she's hot. So if you're one of the if you're matter. Asian woman, you can't be. So Asian women need not apply. Latin X women, whatever, need not apply. How about how about Hazy Maron Maron? What's her name? Maisie Hirono. <laughs> Yes, not apply. No, you're the wrong race this year. We've decided that these races can't be VP. To me, that that doesn't sound very inclusive. It almost sounds like, uh, you know, it it sounds very, very 2020. We're going back in time. ML King, ML 
Martin Luther King would be embarrassed. We are judging people solely on the color of their skin. Before we go, I want to get your take on this because I was on Newsmax TV again yesterday. I must be so – they call me all the time now. And yeah, that is that before you get on, Jerry. That I know I forgot, but uh, it's always a scramble trying to get the damn Skype or the Zoom, or it's a, you know they get like people all over the country trying to put us in the little windows. Uh, anyway, they were talking about they wanted me on to talk about Charlie Baker, who is you know the, the ultimate rhino. He is a Republican in name only. He is as bad as Killer Cuomo or Filmer, Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, by the way, Gretchen Whitmer was on the short list, but she's been canceled because she's white. That would have been another boon to the Trump campaign, but she's out. Anyway, in Massachusetts, we've gone back to phase two, which means, you know, we're going to put more small businesses out of business. We've already, uh, they're already estimating 4,000 restaurants are going to go under. A hotel in Gardner has been fined a couple of times for having a group of people without uh, proper social distancing, or maybe it was too many people, but they find them. And then they added another $1,200 fine when the governor found out that there was a wedding and people were dancing. Oh, they were dancing at the wedding. So they added $1,200 uh, to the fine. I want to know, is somebody at this place like calling the, the, the rat line and saying, guess what? There was the bride and groom danced after they uh, cut the cake. I mean, I don't know who's more you know, despicable. The, the governor who is just the worst and the, the worst tyrant or um, the person who called that little rat line and said, <laughs> I saw people break your rules, Governor. Jerry, forget the rat line. What about the rat patrol? We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. There you go. Oh, he gives it doesn't give you the creeps. I don't know this. Maybe you'll you know better than I would. But the rumor is people are getting a little paranoid about this. They're going to start tracking people with their easy pass to see if they quarantine for 14 days before leaving the state i know that that doesn't you know if we if there was such a thing as i don't know like a american civil liberties union something like that yeah if there was something like that they would fight for uh fight that but that's that's coming soon tom there's going to be some citizen some taxpayer gets a bill in the mail for you know a thousand dollars i fine mm -hmm. because they tracked his easy pass and he did not quarantine for 14 days before leaving the state or or whatever, that'll be chilling. That'll be frightening. I love that he's go that they're going to dances like with a yardstick and making sure people are you know are, are dancing six feet away. He's, from he's, he's John Lithgow now, and uh, you know measuring and make making sure no dancing is allowed. That is can imagine, imagine you're supposed to have a wedding and you want to like have a slow dance with your no. wife with your wife. Can you do the, the person you live with now. <laughs> Can you do the cake thing with each other or, or is uh God no, God no. You have to rub it on the face mask at this point. But it is uh, it's gonna be interesting because you smear smear the cake on the mask on the oh God. Yeah. no, I'm it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse because the globe loves him and his approval ratings are high because people want daddy government. They but want the, Charlie the, to protect them. Jerry, you know, three months ago, eight thousand people died in Massachusetts. And that's what happened. And right now there's, a, you know, a few hundred more have died since then. But the thing, the event happened a few months ago. It's already over. So I don't know why, like the, t the other team has won and left the field. I don't know why we're all still out here at, at covering bases. It's over. COVID came and killed everybody in both the, the, the fatal, uh, you know, aspect of COVID. The fatal phase, right. Now we know who's vulnerable. I mean, we didn't know at the time. I assume even Cuomo, even Cuomo, who's evil, didn't know that he was going to kill. The estimates now are up to 11,000 seniors in New York were killed because of Cuomo's March 25th edict that they must put coronavirus patients in with the most vulnerable people, wiped out nursing homes. But even he knows that you can't do that anymore. You know, Even everybody knows that you must protect the elderly and the obese. And so you're right. The killing, the wave of death is over. And most people who get it now will survive. Many of them won't even know they had it. So there's the, the, the only reason people don't want kids to go to school and kids and they don't want football is because they want to continue the chaos and continue the hysteria. But I think more people are, are catching on. More people are reading up. And uh, that's a good thing. All right, Shattuck, I gotta, we got to go now. That's, uh, that is Tom Shattuck, the uh, 
the host of the Burn Barrel podcast, media critic, Lowell Sunscribe. You had uh, you had a good column this uh, – when did you – was that yesterday? Sunday. Yeah, editorial, uh, yes, was on the uh, Bruins and, uh, and their uh, Boston Globe accomplice. The, right, the, right, who are the Boston Bruins who photoshopped the Bruins, uh, the Boston Police logo off a player's T-shirt. Yesterday, a photo went viral of Bobby Orr signing autographs for cops. Oh, no. And I don't think that's going to sit well with uh, <laughs> our guy Matt Chamorro or the Boston Globe. I think them maybe that's why they got rid of the Orr statue, because he was signing autographs for cops. And, yeah, they probably found out about it and just took it out. Yeah, that's, yeah. that makes sense, actually. Yeah. That's a good That's good speculation think, uh, right there. I think Robert Gordon Orr is in trouble. He could be canceled next. Does, but, I, hope, uh, I hope Bobby Orr's uh, schedule is free so he can just go around the country to every single police department and make them feel better because I don't, I don't I, no one I else is doing Orr. it. Everybody who knows Orr loves him. He's a great guy. I just hope he did that on purpose with intent. Said, <laughs> I want to take care of these cops. I want to, to take some pictures. I want them to send it out and go viral. And I want to stick it in the face of uh, Matt Chimura and Matt Porter and everyone else who who uh, uh, wants the Bruins to distance themselves from the Boston police. Screw that. But uh, you can check that out. What's, uh, what's your Twitter handle, Shattuck? At Tom Shattuck, or you can go to uh, at Lowell Sun as well. And, and, and read that and listen to the Burn Bower podcast. But uh, thanks, Shattuck. Thanks to Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. Thanks to DCU and Flagship and Raycon. Uh, all right, Cullinan, how did it go today? How, how, are we, how are we holding up? I think we're okay today. I think we'll, we'll know when we download all the files, so I think we're okay. To all you people who are pissed off that we're not Facebook living, uh, that was added value. That was that was us giving to you. That was never a demand. That's never. We are audio first. We are podcast first, so shut your mouths. You'll get it back one day. Thank you. Oh, uh, b- by the way, I should have mentioned this. Um, the reason, another reason the Susan Rice uh, rumor is uh, out there and roaring hot right now is they just reported this i think uh, i don't even know who reported it but kamala harris kamala harris just unfollowed biden on twitter (laughs) (laughs) that is so 2020 i I don't even know if it's true but i just saw it on uh, on fox news they reported that kamala harris unfollowed joe biden of course biden would never even know that (laughs) i'm not sure the purpose of that maybe it was just in a rage she was mad she heard she wasn't the pick uh but uh that's that's an interesting development that's how we get news that's how we put the pieces together in 2020 but uh all right thanks to uh thanks to Colin. good job i am jerry Callahan. and this is the Callahan podcast and we'll uh, do it again tomorrow why am i stopping no one else stops i don't I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.